It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. All right, it's Inside the Gamecocks, the show. J.C. Sherbert, Phil Mullinax here with you. Uh, on a Friday, and we have a special guest right away. Yeah. I, I tweeted out earlier, I was like, wide open today, folks. Yep. Get your real <laughs> questions in. Uh, and, you know, it always goes this way. But uh, Brandon Walker from Barstool uh, is is about to join us here in a second right off the top. I'm sure some of you have seen his Clemson rant. Uh, it was gold, I think, for most Gamecock fans. Um <laughs> But beyond that, you know, I, when I look around college football media and, and, you know, and all, you know, you guys know, I got a lot of guys I respect like Tim Brando, Michael Bratton from that SEC podcast, uh, you know, on the national end, uh, you guys know, uh, there's a lot of guys I don't, but the two emerging voices, in my opinion, uh, when you look out there and you see it totally uh, are Brandon Walker and Josh Pate from, and they're both unique in, in different ways. I think they both know their stuff. They're both from the South, you know. Uh, they both have a unique uh, delivery, personality. It's entertaining. It's informative. Uh, so I'm really glad to get him on today, and uh, we're going to have fun talking to him. Just let me know when he's in the uh, guest box. Yeah, no doubt. He said he's having some computer issues. Hold on. I said, no worries. We'll throw you in when you come in. So he's, yeah, he's working it out. No problem. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. Uh, so I did notice something, the, the, the pre-chat boxers. Some of you getting in at like nine fifty one. That's impressive. Uh, we don't. We sometimes don't even turn it on nine fifty one. But that's that's good. You're sitting there waiting. Uh, Can y'all hear us mix. when that's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Gamecocks in the mix with Jalen Rashada. I don't think so. Uh, that would be a big surprise to me and some Gamecock um, coaches. Uh, you know. Uh, I tried to think about it. I was like, was that kid ever like interested in Arkansas because of Dowell, you know, cause Dowell Loggins may have a connection there, but I, I, I mean, come on, man. The guy didn't go to Florida over because he was promised 13 million bucks. I, I don't think South Carolina's gonna be able to come up with that. Plus the Gamecocks have their quarterback in this class and Lenore Sellers and all that good stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know where you heard that Trevor, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say highly, highly, highly unlikely unless Shane Beamer himself has like a secret connection and didn't tell anybody and all that good stuff. I, I don't, uh, I just can't see that happen. Um, and, I, and honestly, I don't think the kid's that good. I think Lenora Sellers could be better than that guy. Mark yeah, I know down. you've maintained that. Yeah, that he's not necessarily I, well. I mean, I mean, we all maintained he wasn't I, worth what thirteen million dollars. Thirteen or million. Yeah, that. Geez, now, yeah, come on. I I think he's good, right? I think he's good, and he's probably better than Lenora Sellers right now. But if you look at the growth Lenora Sellers made his senior year, and compare it with Rashada, Rashada's kind of still the same guy, um, and Lenora's got a whole lot better. So that's my big Homer hot take. The HHT uh, <laughs> is that. Uh, you know, he, uh, Lenora Sellers will be better than Jalen Rashada. How about that? Yeah. yeah, the kid from South Florence that, you know, virtually no well, one's heard of. Going to be better. Watch, watch <laughs> them both completely bust out. They both end up a D2 ball, you know, Presbyterian. 
that, that Presbyterian <laughs> Newberry game. Do they still play? I guess they don't. Presbyterian's technically FCS now. I don't yeah, know. I think I think Presbyterian Are, is yeah in a different. They don't category. play Newberry. They have to play Newberry, right? So that's kind mm. of that was the game. Yeah, these little Rob Furman Citadel was a big game. Presbyterian Newberry is a big game. When I was growing up, I think. I don't know if Furman Wofford is maybe a bigger game now than Furman Citadel or not, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, but nah, mm. I, I, I just don't think that's happening. I, you know, I can't see a guy like that coming this way. I mean, even being interested. Uh, so, so there you go uh, with that one. Um, lots of uh, activity on the Twitter on the Twitterer today. Um, with some uh, I help consulting mailbag questions, we will get to in a little bit after Brandon. And also we have, uh, obviously the chat box is blowing up like it normally is. Don't forget Jamie Bradford joins the show, uh, February 1st. If you go to inside the scroll down to the bottom, uh, you'll have some show highlights there, but also, uh, I guess uh, for, for lack of a better term, a release, like a nice little article where we talk about me and Phil and Jamie and, and kind of the, the show going forward. So that's good. Also, don't forget we have gear yeah. there. We have stickers. We're gonna sell stickers. That's right. We're you selling our for sticker $3, packs. <laughs> $3.50 on insidethegamecocks.com. You can get a pack of, of stickers. You, you get one of these. Um, I'll show up. Yeah. You can affix us to wherever you'd like. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole, it's great for your cooler. The holograph, holographic right. uh, Inside the Game Cast the Show stickers. You get a Carolina Rise sticker, Big Spurt sticker, Find a Damn Way sticker, and, and more. So, uh, And it's free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> but wait there's more there's more there's free shipping <laughs> on the stickers but uh lots of people ask me about those for carolina rise specifically um and then we got these stickers for the show and the big spur and all that so if, you, if you'd like to represent go to inside the go to the shop and uh buy some stickers man yeah, so well let's bring them in i see brandon is all in right. the lobby all right so joining us now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, none other than Brandon Walker of Barstool Sports. Brandon, how you doing this morning, man? I'm doing very well. We didn't test my mic, so I hope it works. No, Sounds yeah, we great, just, you man. Know, yep, go in hot. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Well, Brandon, um, you know, just kind of, I said earlier, I said, I, I think you're one of the emerging voices in college football. I mean that. Thank you. Uh, Kind of take us through kind of how you got here. Uh, I, I know you, you're from Mississippi, so you're from the South, so you got that going for you, right? Right. Um, and then, uh, so, so how, how did this kind of evolve over the last few years with uh, with you doing this for Barstool, which I've always thought looked like a really fun place to work? It is a very fun place to work because they let us be ourselves. They let us say whatever we want to say. Sometimes that gets us in trouble. Sometimes it doesn't. So I was a sports writer for about 15 years at very small newspapers in the South. I was I was in New Orleans. I was in Mississippi. I was in Florida. I was in Virginia. Just going from paper to paper, writing about sports. Then I ended up at SEC Country writing for, for, for SEC Country in Atlanta in 2016. When that company went under in 2018, I said, well, sports writing is not paying the bills. And I put a mic in my hand. I started doing a podcast. And then about six months later, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports saw it hired me on the spot and allowed me to have a platform that I've had since 2019. Outstanding. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Great stuff too. And I, I love that sports writing life with the newspapers till about 04 
Lucky yeah. I went to Rivals.com. And it, it was a big deal back then because it was like, oh, the Internet's going to shut down. You know, you'll right. lose your job. And I, I finally took that plunge. And I wake up in a cold sweat at night, sometimes worried about, like, high school sports deadlines and stuff like that on Friday night and all that. So. Yeah, no, that's absolutely terrifying. But I, you know what? There's still there's still dudes out there doing it, busting it, and they're you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's 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 a it's a different life, but it's a fun life. Yeah, yeah. Lots of respect for all those folks that are still yeah. in newspapers. All right, so uh, Mississippi State guy, the Mike Leach thing, right off the top. Uh, kind of your your thoughts about him uh, as we, we we've kind of memorialized him quite a bit here on this show. Um, how, how are your I guess your friends in that community taking yeah. it. I mean, how do you see the program moving forward? Uh, that type of thing. Because Mississippi State's on South Carolina's schedule next year. They come to Williams yeah. Bryce. So there, there's there's a vet. I mean, and, and all of all the fans here like like Mike Leach anyway. So just kind of take walk us through that a little bit. Well, a lot of people have asked me, you know, as a Mississippi State fan, what do you think about Mike Leach passing away? I, to me, and I answer it every time, but he didn't belong to Mississippi State. He was there for three years. He belonged to college football. Uh, in a world that's dominated by corporate guys who never want to say the wrong thing or always want to act all buttoned up and never want to let anything get out, Mike Leach was who he was. And he was going to talk – if he wanted to talk about butterscotch candy that day, he talked about butterscotch candy. You know, if, if he wanted to talk about anything, he was going to talk about it. He was – in a world where everybody's racing, running the same race and kind of the same at the top, he was just different. Because you, I don't know if you ever talked to him. The first time I ever met him, was uh, last April. I sat in his office and we were we, we did an interview mm-hmm. about football. And when the interview ended, usually you shake a coach's hand, you turn your cameras off, and you get out of there as fast as you can so they can go back to work. Mike Leach says, "Sit down." And we talked for two more hours. He he took out a plug of tobacco and threw it on the uh, threw it on the desk and said, "This tobacco isn't going to chew itself. Let's talk." And and we talked for two hours about nothing. <laughs> Outstanding. That's a that's a great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Great Definitely sounds there. like good leech anecdote, right? Yeah. Shoot, <laughs> yeah. man. I no, I one, and then we were talking, and he, you know, he'd been in Mississippi State about two years at that point. I said, "Well, where do you live, Coach?" He said, "Over there." And I, I said, "Well, what's the road?" He said, "I don't know, but I know how to get here every day." <laughs> I remember when he was at Washington State, they had a, they did a, a I guess a, a documentary or something on him. He would walk from his house at Washington State over there, but uh, you know Pullman. Yeah. Pullman apartment a little, also, uh, I guess, uh, in terms of size and things like that. Uh, Mississippi State wins the Outback Bowl, or the, I'm sorry, the Relia Quest Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. A pretty good Illinois team. Uh, Zach Arnett, I, I've always liked Zach Arnett. I thought yeah. even when he was, uh, you know, before he got to Mississippi State, I thought it was a hell of a hire. I think he's a hell of a coach. But, uh, you know, your thoughts about uh, him and how he's taking the program moving forward uh you know style of offense obviously is going to be different um but uh he's a heck of a defensive coach mississippi state always has good defensive players so uh your thoughts there well first of all it feels like mike leach was playing defense every december since zach arnett's been there trying to keep him away from bigger programs we all were terrified of the day zach arnett was going to go to lsu or alabama or florida or somewhere else uh but he never did and he stuck for three years and then the, it's it's really just a blessing for Mississippi State that he was there because when Mike Leach passed, that could have thrown the whole program five years behind. But Zach Arnett was there, and he walked right into the role, kept almost every player on the roster except for maybe one or two. And his style of defense, the, the thing that people think of, don't know about Mississippi State over the last three years, Mike Leach's offense was pre, 
pretty good, but it wasn't as explosive as it was at Texas Tech, and it wasn't as explosive as it was at Washington State. The defense is what won games for him over the last three years, and now Zach Arnett has changed everything, and you're getting away from the air raid. Not you're not going like to the wing tee or anything, but you're getting away, and you're you're doing some some more interesting things. So it'll. I think there's cautious excitement in Starkville right now because they like the direction, but again, Zach Arnett's also never done it as a head coach, so we'll have to find out. Mississippi State comes on the schedule for South Carolina next year. Um, I'm sure you caught South Carolina's last two games uh, of the regular season. I, call, I, I think I caught all Clemson. 12 of their games. Yeah, okay, so it's, uh, there you go. It's, so you, you live the roller coaster with the yeah, rest that's of us, right. man. Yeah, you rode along um, with us, huh? Yeah, for Gamecock fans, that was a it was kind of a wild moment there at the end, especially after what happened at Florida and, you know, yeah. some other moments that year, you know. How do you kind of see South Carolina from where you stand and uh, Shane Beamer yeah. and uh, and that program and, and all that? I think Shane Beamer is one of the more fascinating coaches in college football right now because in both of his first two years, there were moments in September, October, where you're like, I don't know about this team. This team don't look very good. Now, in his first year, he closes the year by beating Auburn and beating Florida, who weren't very good. But you still did it, and they had better rosters at that point than South Carolina did. And he got to a bowl with a roster that probably shouldn't have gotten to a bowl. And and coming, then he goes against Spencer Rattler, and they lose to Missouri at home. They lose to Florida, and he closes. He's three and one in November, and he's closed both of his seasons very, very, very strong. That's not an accident. That, that that's not something that just happens. You don't just happen to beat Tennessee by twenty eight points. You don't just happen to beat Clemson at their place. I mean. The, those are things that, man, South Shane Beamer is, is just absolutely fascinating to me because he is getting these teams better as they go along. And this year he did it against tougher competition. What does that tell you about the guy? What does that tell you about how he keeps everybody together? And further than that, next year in the East is, is incredible to me because to me, when I start to judge teams, right, I started the two most important positions, head coach, quarterback. How many teams in the East have quarterback figured out for next year already? Not not very many. Florida, starting over at quarterback. Georgia, well, they're super good, but starting over at quarterback. Tennessee, starting over at quarterback. Kentucky, starting over at quarterback. And there's South Carolina. They're not starting over at quarterback. In fact, they got a guy who in his last three games was outstanding. I almost cussed, and I apologize. That's he, was out, yeah. he was outstanding. I think the, the rate – the, the races that Tennessee and, and South Carolina and Florida all run right now are for second place in the East, right? We're all being realistic here. Sure. Everybody's trying to be second place. And I, I don't know. I mean, South Carolina seems like a solid bet. If Tennessee falls back a little bit, Florida's a mess. Kentucky, I mean, they underachieved this year. Missouri and Vanderbilt exist, I guess. But I, I think South Carolina could be a, a decent bet for finishing second in the East next year. On Georgia, you, you mentioned them. It's interesting because I, I thought they lost so much last year heading into this year. But yeah, I think it got lost on me. You still have Jalen Carter. I, it got I, Stetson Bennett's improvement was unbelievable. I think yeah. Todd Monken's been in a zone call in place. That was not a Georgia team that was particularly skilled at receiver. Um, no. You know, and, and they went up and down the field on everybody and blew everybody away. Uh, do you think next year, and I look at their schedule and it's awful. I mean, they don't. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's terrible, you know. But uh, they, uh, so they, they have a leg up there. But, um, you know, your thoughts on how that plays out. I, I, I have a hard time now going back to saying, 
well, they'll be like Georgia normally is and lose two games they shouldn't or whatever just because of the last two years. No, I think this year changed everything. Uh, I, I was I was like you. I, they lost 15 guys to the NFL last year. You don't lose 15 guys to the NFL and still be pretty good. Um, but now the way they went undefeated, the way they won that championship game, they're number one until proven otherwise. I, I'm not going to doubt them. I, I'm not going to say they're going to lose a game. I mean, the guy, Kirby Smart and Todd Monken made Stetson Bennett a walk-on into an all-time great Georgia Bulldog. Now, he did a lot of it himself. But you're right, Todd Monken's offense, how many times was Stetson Bennett having to make a crucial decision on his own? How many times was he having to uh, face tremendous pressure? Not really that often. He was throwing to open receivers. He was throwing to, uh, you know, he had great game plans. Todd Monken's there. I, they'll figure out quarterback. I mean, my God, they got to choose between a five-star and a five-star, right? What a tough choice. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> Very so tough. We're just gonna, Terrible and did you see, I know it was TCU, and I know TCU was awful that night. But when Georgia replaced all their defensive starters in the fourth quarter of the national championship game, their defense got better. Like these these freshmen came in, this guy named Bear Alexander, and these guys are like six eight, three thirty, running four one forties. It was like they're hiding these guys on the bench, and they're just going to be just as good as long as as long as Kirby has, has changed the game in recruiting. Exactly, and they have. I think they did a great job in recruiting. All right, so one last thing. Uh, you know, us, us in South Carolina, we have to deal with this fan base uh, a lot, and I'm sure you've probably dealt with them a little bit because we heard – Let me stop you there. there. Let me stop you <laughs> there. <laughs> you knew where I was going. You knew where I was going with that one. I know, I know what you're going to talk about, okay? Uh, you call the fan base. I, I, I use a different word for it. Uh, but uh, we're talking about Clemson, correct? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cult So I've always, since South Carolina came to the SEC in 1992, Mm -hmm. I've always felt like South Carolina and Mississippi State were very, very similar teams. Yeah, used to play every year. Used to play every year. Used to play every year. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were the opponent when that idiot came off the bench and threw the fade. I don't remember his name. Yeah, that's that's Eric Kimry. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, tell him I hate him. Anyway. I was at that game. (laughs) So, so we've had some moments over the years, right? Mm-hmm. But I've always felt a kinship with South Carolina because they share a state with a with with a rival who uses questionable means, a rival who thinks they're better than they really are, a rival who thinks they're better than you. I hate everything about your rival just as I hate my rival. So, you asked about my run-ins with the Clemson fan base, right? <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I don't know if it's good for your business. I, I don't call them a fan base. I call them a cult. And they're a cult. Yeah. They're a cult of Dabo. That's what they yeah. are. We they, ascribe to that. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have morphed from being Clemson fans to being fans of Dabo Sweeney. And if you so much as say, "Oh, Dabo missed his third button on his shirt," instead of instead of agreeing with you, they're all going to say, "Oh, he's a good man of God. I'm going to unbutton the third button on my shirt in solidarity." That's just dumb, man. And I, I hate everything about the way they treat that coach, the way they treat that program. It's a, it's, it's a wild group of people. Brandon Walker from sure. Barstool Sports, man. Did I get myself in trouble? Did I get you in trouble? No, sir. Oh, goodness, no, sir. No, Phil, no. Phil's at, Phil lives up near, yeah. up near I, I live in the upcountry. I'm like 30 miles away from the school. It's awful it, it calls up here. It, the it is. orange it's, fog and, yeah, and that, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That, the orange listen, fog. I, I, I could write a horror movie right now called The Orange Fog, and it, it stars a guy named Dabo that just uh, is holier than now and just terrorizes. Yeah, no, we're going to write that after Phil. 
Yeah, that's right. Let's go. Let's go. That's awesome. Uh, Brandon, we appreciate you joining us today, man. Really great to get you on. Uh, keep killing it, dude. Uh, again, yeah. you got a bunch of fans here, and uh, it was really Thank glad you. to talk to you. Oh, yeah, it was man. awesome. Good, good to meet you guys, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. We'll do it anytime. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Awesome. Talk All to right. you later, Reddit. Thank you. That's the, the great Brandon Walker from Barstool Brandon Sports Walker. bringing that the thunder. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've got a, I've got a little uh, – a little thing that the uh, message board genius has pulled off of TigerNet here in a little bit. Uh, I'll read to you to back to kind of go along with what Brandon was saying. For those that, that have not heard it, go to go do Brandon do Brandon Walker Clemson rant, and uh, you'll hear it. It's uh, bringing supporting uh, documents it's, here. It's, <laughs> it's it's not safe for work. Okay, so just don't. Uh, the poor guy, he's like almost cussed. I, I almost did the spur. I've been like, shoot it, uh, shit, damn or hell's fine. Just don't say the f word, Brandon. Just yeah. <laughs> say that F word. Just don't say F word. Just don't say F word. All right. First break, and we'll catch up on Nana Sports chat box and mailbag and all that. Great to have Brandon Walker for Barstool Sports on right here on the show. We'll be back after these messages. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Coach O, now back to the show. Roll Tigers in the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call for 803-446-4662 to set up a no-obligation consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call for all your upstate residential real estate needs. 864-414-5271. Yeah. Can't say thank you enough for Brandon for hopping on, man. That was awesome. Yeah, it was just a nice surprise this morning. Because I, I was sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. I had a little breakfast with the fiance. I've been up early doing uh, 1099s. You guys ever done that if you own your own business? Is businesses in my case. Uh, so got up early, got that out of the way. That always feels good when I get finished with that. And I don't know why, because it's, it's not that hard. You're just putting numbers in boxes, but nah, it's yeah. time-consuming. And Still, you always pain. worry you're going to mess up something. But uh, so I'm I'm all happy and yeah, eating breakfast with the fiance. I was like, oh, what a nice little – I tweeted out, hey, a wide open, let's answer some questions. And then Phil hits me with that, and I'm like – this day is going very, very well. This just <laughs> took a turn here. Yeah, going to let y'all behind the curtain a little bit. Like, so yeah. some of these guests, all we do is contact via Twitter or whatever, you know, in hopes that they'll come on. But yeah, it's a, we left it and I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I was like, oh, I'll pick it up with him next week. We'll chat next week, try to get him on. And then he hits me this morning that, like, you know, 
what 10 30 is like okay here's my email address i'm like oh we're going all right let's go let's go go <laughs> let's go. go yeah i reached out to him the other day before i passed him to phil and I, he was like i'll do that for a south carolina podcast so i thought it was interesting what he said about mm -hmm. south carolina and mississippi state kind of being kindred spirits and that's kind of true if you think about it um their fan base is very similar to south carolina's uh they uh I mean, I don't. I mean, the old Miss Mississippi State rivalry is obviously uh, difficult, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and, you know, they used to play every year. Uh, he remembers the fade game, um, and certainly, you know, anybody who's been in newspapers for that long. Um, I, I mean, I, I was in newspapers a while in my career too, and uh, just a lot of respect for the work ethic and all yeah. that. But more importantly, it's hilarious. Somebody called him the. R-rated late kick, Josh. The R-rated Josh Pate. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, is, me, yeah, I, I just got no for doubt, my money. Man. For my money, I think Josh Pate and Brandon Walker are the the future voices of this sport. Uh, and no doubt. With Michael Bratton right there in the SEC as well. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, and we've had all three of them on our show. Uh, other people that I don't think are the future voices, not getting on my daggum show. Right? Shoot. Right. Shoot. Shoot. We're not getting on. Them. <laughs> All right, so we covered the Rashada thing. Joey says, uh, Gamecock Pastor's back, and he's got three questions, and they have consulting mailbag off Twitter. Yeah, welcome in, Pastor. Um, Good to have you live. You know, uh, Brian says, no kid is worth $13 million, but he was promised that and essentially tricked and the sign of a Florida I would be upset too. I don't think that makes him some terrible kid because he was lied to. No, I don't think he's a terrible person. No, uh, I think it's a it's a red flag for things like the NFL. It would be a red flag for me if I were coaching him. Uh, red flag, especially concerning his parents. But because, uh, but yeah, you're right. The, the the dumpster fire clown show in that was the Florida Collective, uh, which I, I I own a collective, guys. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna say this right now. If I ever pulled anything like that with any player coming to Carolina, okay. Promised them all this just so Carolina would sign them and then went back on it. Don't listen to my show. Uh, I'm sure Tony and Whittle will kick me off the big spur. So I won't have to worry about that. Uh, don't listen to anything I say. I should be humiliated and shamed and, and ostracized. I, I should have to go join uh, when Brandon called the cult, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you should be tarred See, and feathered and marched up uh, 123 here. And <laughs> tarred and feathered marched up a little bit. Yeah, hey, uh, ho, my, ho, ya, devil. Yeah. You know. No. Um, but no, it's uh, – see, when I think of the cult, it's kind of a compliment that, that 80s metal man. Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses came from the cult. He's the drummer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, John says, you dub is going all in on Rashada. Yeah, I, I think that's probably where he's going to end up. He's from Northern California. Hmm. Um, Joey says, I saw the news about Rashada on another pod title, but I usually don't watch because their info is usually garbage. Is it a Gamecock podcast? Somebody tell me that. Somebody let me know. We'll see. Let's look this up. JC, that was per a guy at OWN3. Steve Lasson from OWN3. Uh, anyway, all right, CK says, any any details on what Beamer was meeting with state reps in D.C. about NIL? Uh, probably just the same kind of like, same thing Greg, Sack, Greg, Sack, Greg Sankey has been doing. Hey, we need this, we need that. Um, my understanding is nothing specific to South Carolina because if it was specific to South Carolina, obviously 
that would be the state government, and he could just walk across the street and do that, or, or, or get in a golf cart and go. Uh, Saunders says, I smile every time Josh Pate gives love to the Gamecocks. Uh, when he was talking about top 10 recruiting classes last night, I thought, no chance the Gamecocks get a mention. Then he talked about our sleeper class. Great. Yeah, and it's not that far off from the top 10 classes, if you really look at it. Uh, right. The numbers mm-hmm. would be... And I think, yet again, Florida has the same type of class they they did under Dan Mullen. There's no difference. It's the same ranking. Uh, there's more Florida kids than maybe there were. And I think Billy Napier's done better in the portal than maybe Mullen would have. I think. So, um, Clint says we should be KFC. That would make four commitments, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Saunders says what y'all should have done is slip a holographic sticker into random packs. They'll sell like hotcakes with people chasing the hollows. Pokemon all over again. Oh, yeah. Like if you yeah, get the right. holographic yeah. picture. <laughs> the gold awesome. foil. Yeah. <laughs> Walter, I'm so sorry I didn't read the chat box while Brandon was on. I'm sure he would have wished Candace a happy birthday. I apologize. Have you ever happy heard of birthday, Vietnam, Candace. Larry? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of Vietnam, Larry? <laughs> You're killing your father, Larry. You're and killing a good your father, day to Larry. you, sir. <laughs> And a good day for you, sir. Uh, Carolina Titan wants to know what's up with Justin King's tweets about today at noon. I don't know. We'll find out in 30 minutes. I, I really have no idea about that. Uh, it has nothing to do with recruiting, though, because that's – the university wouldn't be doing that because they can't they can't officially go out and, like, promote something until somebody signed. They can retweet, but that that's about it. Michael says, I like anyone who hates Clemson. Ed says, someone mentioned JC on the Cornbread Cowboy Live on TikTok last night. Was that you, JC? I don't, unfortunately, man, I'm, I'm, I'm too old to get on TikTok right now. <laughs> that makes you know. <laughs> me, me, and, me and Jamie have filmed a workshop, the TikTok for the show. But uh, that's, um, it wasn't me. So whoever mentioned me on the, the Cornbread Cowboy TikTok, thank you. That's thank right. you. Keep plugging us. <laughs> Clint, Clint wants to know when Brad is going to be the fourth member of the podcast. It's Yeah, he, he's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Joey says, Clemson fans are the, absolutely the biggest bunch of cult-like people I've ever seen. Some of them <laughs> used to be friends until 3130. They got mad at you for 3130. See, all my Clemson buddies took it well. Uh, there's there's three of them. There, there's, there's my ex-girlfriend. Uh <laughs> Now there is a girl I used to date that's probably mad. She she's she's not a serious person though, and that's not that's not my ex girlfriend. I used to kind of date her, uh, and then my buddy that's a coach, and he's always cool, and he always breaks it down, and he was fine. He was actually at the game. He's like, every time I go to a game at Clemson with Carolina plays, they win because I think the last one he went to was '06. Uh, and then there's uh, my buddy that that was in the Air Force, Mike. Uh, only Clemson fan I hung out with in high school, by the way. It was just weird. I went to Burns. There's a mess of Clemson fans there, which for some reason my circle of friends was all Carolina. wasn't intentional. But last year, Mike, after Carolina lost 30 to nothing, you know, and Mike doesn't follow football that closely. He follows it, likes it, doesn't really, you know, he's not a diehard, but he loves to talk smack. Loves it. And uh, I got this big, long text from him talking about how Carolina was a bunch of losers, always going to be a loser. They suck. I mean, it went overboard for him. I don't know if he was drinking or what, but uh, I didn't respond to it. I was like, I'm I'm not dealing with this right now. So uh, it was locked on Gamecocks that said that, and he cited 
is it is JC he cited a guy from on three who did somebody Nat says happy Friday to everyone what's up Nat? Andrew Andrew <laughs> Leon I don't know anybody named Andrew Leon I'm just saying look I'm just saying look it, it, it no that's right Mr. I mean, Lion called from the zoo Mr. Leon <laughs> Leon, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I, I, you know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the, the that uh, podcast on YouTube, uh, the videos and stuff. Uh, but I, I talked about the Locked On Network last night because yeah. they they tried to come after me and Keith about the name and mm-hmm. you know, honest to God, had I researched that a little more, I'd have probably gotten with Keith and said, eh, maybe we don't need to do that. But anyway, mm-hmm. Meredith says Happy Friday, Gamecock Nation. Uh, uh, is Trevor, that guy on that show also was like panicking when Marshawn hit the portal and said, no way was Rattler coming back. Well, I see they've, uh, they're hiring good, incredible people in the lock. Plenty of folks that, that were, uh, of that opinion and knew because the, uh, yeah, most irrefutable citation is sources say <laughs> magic. April. You know, I've, I've tried to quit using the word sources. I use the That's word asinine. contacts. Maybe a no, contact no. told me this, or I hear this. Because uh, sources, like Whittle, Whittle got me into that. Because Whittle's like, I hate using the word sources. And I was like, huh, Whittle's got a lot of sources. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he hates using the word. That's interesting. Uh, and uh, so I started doing it too. And uh, one of my other buddies that used to be in this business uses the term contacts. And I like that. Um, so uh, to be fair, he said all there was was contact between Rashada and the staff. If there was, if there was, somebody may have reached out. I don't know. Nobody, uh, I mean, I asked the, I mean, yeah, a couple. I I mean, what's the time frame there, too? Was it just while he was still in his open recruitment period? Because, yeah, why would you not contact, uh, you know, Uh, top people? That's kind of, I don't know. To me, that's not news. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, that's just me. That I, I will put that in non-news category, and if it is news, I will certainly talk about it. Uh, Tristan says, "Stay away from TikTok. They hack all your devices in your house, whether you're there or not, or whether you're on it or not." So TikTok could make like uh, Alexa go off, like Jeez. she does sometimes. <laughs> you're talking too loud, JC. Uh, Chris comes in. He says, several of us rep this show on Cornbread's TikTok Live last night. He said, the Gamecocks go 10 and 3 in 2023. Woo! Woo. Yeah. I, I think there's probably going to have to be, like, I'll probably try to look up his agent and get him on the show. Um, and by the way, just, just to show you guys, because my, my t shirt that says Skinner on full blast and then my Cornbread Cowboy beanie. It's on the way in the truck. They, I got a little text that said they're in the neighborhood right now. So oh, out for delivery. That, that, that nice. Merch, oh, that's nice. That merch is close to me, and I have the the poster. Country, Country as hell, <laughs> So anyway, cornbread cowboy, keep working for it. Ashley says another day, another Yukon Cornelius look from JC. <laughs> you, you, you being in Chicago about? has uh, afforded you an assortment of nice beanies there, Jason. Keeps <laughs> my big old head warm. I know, man. Uh, we'll talk, uh, New, UConn Cornelius is a, 
did I ever tell you how how much a of a pimp Yukon Cornelius is? That's a heck of a name. My name is Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. You know, it's like it's like if you if like say Yukon Cornelius was a was a character in Pulp Fiction instead of like uh, you know Butch. Hey, my man Butch. He said, hey, <laughs> hey, my man Yukon Cornelius. My name's Saul. That's between you. Get away with that. <laughs> uh, or Samuel Jesse. Yukon Cornelius. My yeah, man. That's right. My man. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. Hey, that, that's the next piece of gear I'm getting is a Yukon Cornelius uh, beanie or T-shirt. For sure. So there we go. Daniel said, how would th- the impersonation of Todd Ellis do it if he were defending Murdoch? Man, I could cross all kinds of lines with that. Right. Uh, Maybe not. They wouldn't all be in good taste either. They'd be like, I don't know. I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I have some things in my head, and I just uh, I don't want to repeat them out of... uh, Ed goes, hurt me. Hmm. Too soon, man. Way too soon. Way too soon. Uh, John says, tonight on Behind the Cartoon, Big Pippin with Yukon Cordelius. Yeah, Yukon <laughs> left Alaska, moved to L.A., you know, started a rap label. That's right. To get in the game. <laughs> the Y2C. Y2C. Yeah, my man, Yukon. There we go, Yukon, right here, Cordelius. All right. So, uh, anyway. Uh, Tristan said, yo, would you just read my comment? The Alexa in my house said, I'm working, I'm working again, just said, went off and said, Alexa is not supported on this device. Freaky. Yeah, if I say Alexa too loud, she's going to talk to me. <laughs> talk to me, Goose. Sorry. Talk to me, Goose. Oh, there she goes. There she goes. And there she is. El- Elliot Murdoch. Yeah, I think I think yeah, Tyler probably butchered the name. Uh, Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd would probably Dick Harpootlikin's name. Oh, my God. Dick Dick Harpootlerin, <laughs> Poo- Poo- <laughs> to the 28 years old. Dick Hartoonian. Tartoonian, yeah. Uh, Todd, I believe it's pronounced Harpootlin. Yeah, right. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're both lawyers, too, aren't they? That would be that. I mean. <laughs> both pretty good. They're both pretty good lawyers. Yeah, though, yeah. I understand. <laughs> so, look, man. So. If Tommy and Todd had a cooking show, Todd, I believe, I believe you got to put the eggs in with the cookie batter before you put the chocolate chips in. Oh, hurt me, Tommy! Oh, <laughs> I believe it's pronounced sous vide, Tommy. <laughs> Todd, I believe it's sous vide. <laughs> Russell in the Nana Sports chat box says, "Have the Gamecocks done enough to flip the Franks kid from Clemson?" Well, he's not committed to Clemson yet. Yeah, it's just a lean. I kind of feel when when you get off the air, roll down to Serene Stadium where I used to have my condo. Yeah, let uh, me go ask. Go, go, go drink a latte with my old neighbor, and then uh, just wait on him, stalk him. That's right. I am Phil. Holler at him down from the porch. <laughs> hey, hey. So, so Nat chimes in. She stop stop calling her. I'm on a call, and Alexa keeps chiming in for work. <laughs> She works in a real fun industry too, insurance underwriting. Lots of people have no sense of humor in that business. And nor would I if I had to sit there and do the, the deal with Excel spreadsheets and numbers all day. 
Yeah. Hurt me. Hurt me. Right. Yeah, there's some hurt me, no doubt. Golly. I used to have a job like that. It's no fun. <laughs> Spreadsheets suck so, after a while. Monotony. Clint says he doesn't believe Franks is a lean at this point on the Clemson. I think it's 50-50 or it's a slight edge to Carolina. I think he's really torn because I think he's one of those kids that's always thought he's going to go to Clemson. And the Gamecocks have just done a better job recruiting him. You know, so that's uh, that's the deal there. Still don't know if he'll end up at Carolina, but uh, it could happen. Boy, that'd be to sweep those three in-state offensive linemen. Hurt me. Anyway. <laughs> All right, second break, first hour. Thanks again to Brandon Walker for joining us. Uh, again, no you can follow him on Twitter at BFW. Uh, I, I'll, I'll let you guess what the F stands for. <laughs> uh, and follow all his stuff on um, Barstool Sports. Joey, yeah, Josiah Thompson is visiting Clemson this weekend. So we'll see sort of what happens. And uh, by the way, Lance Player jumped in the house. What up, killers? So it's almost time for another Bush, Bush Latte. I want to get – because I, I missed Lance's first chat the other day, and I'm, I'm sorry for it because I always like to get to Lance because he's always talking about Bush Latte. And he goes, well, we need all the beef up front, Gamecocks, and we're building a massive old line. Holy cow. That's true. That's true. Great one. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back after these messages on the uh, Inside the Gamecocks, the show, Friday edition. We'll be back. Hey, man. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sing. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? This is freshman All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Back to Inside the Gamecocks, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about a potential porch or patio enclosure for your home. They'll be happy to talk to you. Mention you heard it here. Get $500 off your project cost. 
And the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. All right. Inside the game, guys, the show. What a day so far right here. Uh, I help consulting mailbag, Phil. Uh, and uh, our boy Gamecock Pastor, who he's been listening, but kind of laying low. He's got three questions. So, mm, looking for those gonna, as we speak. Oh, there they are. <laughs> I'm gonna scroll. You know. So, all right. So the first question is: three players you're asking for the most updates on during spring practice. Uh, I'm gonna go Anthony Rose, DB. Uh, Mario Anderson Jr. running back. And um, uh, who was playing the other? Yeah, who? Barrett. <laughs> Nick Barrett? Nick Barrett, not TJ. Yeah, TJ. Yeah, Nick Barrett. TJ, Nick Barrett. It's not a bad, that's one. a good answer. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Uh, you know, besides the obvious, you know, probably Anthony Rose at corner. I'm intrigued by Mario Anderson. Because I think he's an answer at running back. Uh, the more I think about it, the more the more I feel like uh, I'll be right with that. Uh, and then, I, you know, I, I would say Xavier Leggett, because I think Xavier Leggett yeah. taking the next step next year is important. But he's had a lot of really good springs in all seasons. Uh, so, 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 to me, with him, it's just, uh, hey, go do it, you know. Um Probably curious about like Landon Sampson and uh, I was just about Tyler to say Gordon that, yeah. And Omega Blake, you know, would be my guys there. Yeah, the but, young uh, receivers. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. All right, you got the next question up. Let's see. Favorite off-season topic of conversation. Oh, I don't know. Food is and it movies. Gamecock related or is it? Yeah, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Gamecock baseball, I guess. Baseball, (laughs) yeah. I I sort of enjoy talking about, like, pop culture and movies, like nostalgia from the 80s and 90s. For sure. I like to to tell stories. Stories, you know, Uh, and and stuff like that, I guess. But pop culture is usually the good thing. You know, you you think back to some of the, the songs in the 80s, which were... You know, you go back and listen to them now, and they hit a little different. They were kind of heart-wrenching back then. And then you go through a period in life where, you know, like, you know, Debbie Gibson's I Get Lost in Your Eyes is sort of a, you laugh at it, and you're like, I can't believe I like that song. Or, you know, something about, you know, you know Millie, the Millie Vanilli song. That's, what's the heartbreaking one? I'm Gonna Miss You. That's a heartbreaking song. They didn't sing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and so then you go through a, a period where you get a little bit older, older, and then they start to hit hard again, you know, like uh, yeah, you're sitting, That's right. all of a sudden you're sitting around drinking with your buddies and you're in your forties and not thirties or twenties anymore where you made fun of it. And, you know, it's a Friday night and you're literally doing nothing but drinking beer and listening to music and watching like random YouTube music videos from the eighties and Debbie Gibson's lost in your eyes comes on and everybody shuts the hell up. And you see a single tear, like the Indian with the with the uh, the trash <laughs> on the side of the road coming yeah. down on the side, and everybody like you look at your loved one, and you're like, man, that song hit a lot harder than I thought it did, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and all that good stuff. So, 
I get lost in your eyes. And I, never mind, I'm not going to. Yeah, you can go high there here. And I feel my spirits rise. So, um, so uh, somebody came in. All right, so Seth, uh, Seth says, what's up, guys? My wife and I are expecting our first child in April. What advice do y'all have as fathers? Um, uh, Stacy Stacey points out an article on Clemson's site where Frank says he likes Carolina staff more than Clemson's. Probably. Um, Clint has some things. Uh, Nat called Seth Matt. Congratulations, Matt. (laughs) Matt. Come on, Nat. Cat. Uh, my only advice is to stock up on diapers, butt cream, and wine. Good luck. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You'll never be able to stockpile sleep, so you know, so you can't recommend Mm. that. (laughs) No doubt. See, see, I'd like. Oh, oh no! So, 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 so Nat corrected it, Seth. That Matt comment was for you. Someone on my call said Matt while I was typing. Uh, uh, John actually brings this up, Lavoisier Carroll, and I, I do. He's intriguing because you know I, I, I'm relatively confident Anderson will be good, and but if you can get Carroll and Anderson going, I think it's really good. Uh, and then you still have Juju as your kind of third down all-purpose guy. Yeah. I think that would be a pretty stacked uh, deal there. Um, so, uh, that's a good one there. Uh, Joey says, JC, rank your favorite impersonations. I'd go Todd over woman number one, then Spur, then Coach O. Uh, got any other impersonations? Yeah, I have, I have a few. I bust them out every now and then. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. If you put me on the spot about it, I mean, if I get put on the spot about it, sometimes I'm not as good. That's right. But, um yeah, be funny. I, I, I like doing the Coach O one because, I, you know, the Spurrier impersonation is like it's basically it's me impersonating James Bates impersonation of Spurrier. Um, Todd's just funny because you could just there's so much you could do with that. You could just say whatever. The material writes <laughs> yeah. itself. It's limitless, and we all know and love Todd. You know. Coach O's because you know Coach O, you, you heard that that song, the Colonel Reb is crying song, where he's just, but I think I've gotten down to like like his real voice in real conversation. Like, well, I tell you this right now, we're gonna go out there and uh, LSU's coming. Um, I'm very proud to be the coach at LSU. Uh, very happy to be the coach here in Baton Rouge. It's been a dream of mine. Growing up in Bilo La Force, Louisiana, uh, you know, I mean, and, and, and so it's not just like whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't no, know. It's that's excellent. just me. You, you nailed it. Like you get the timber and yeah. everything. It's like yeah, it comes yeah, right from that you know barrel chest. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Clint says Belinda Carlisle's that girl for him. Mm. Ah, mm. good pick. Lance is like JC's coming in hot today. Uh, Xavier says, Clint, there are a lot of things I thought I would never hear on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome in, everybody. (laughs) Nat says, her favorite impressionation is the head ball coach. Yeah, because I'll sit around and go, oh, shoot. All right, Donnie. All right, my man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Around the house. And then Eddie Murphy's dad in Delirious. Why is the fire so big, Gus? Why is it? Yes. You come over here every 4th of July and you burn down my backyard. I'm going to shoot this dog. I'm going to shoot him. 
Because your wife's a Bigfoot, Gus. And your children, they're little big feet. Little big feet. And they come, I take a fish, they pick the whole face down in the water, and they come up with fish. Um, are they, are they, and then he comes back and raw, and he's like, that's a lonely woman on the other end of that line. No, 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 can't use my phone, can't use my phone. No, 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 you can't go outside, can't go outside. Lillian is not allowed to go outside anymore. You better <laughs> see. It's hard to do that too. He's like a sneaky, a sneaky. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what have been, he's a bigfoot, Gus. He's a, um, he's a hot take from Jared. We beat North Carolina by three or more scores. Possibly Ooh. that's going to be a pretty good quarterback battle between Spencer and uh, Drake May, though. You know, Jared's like you shave the ass down and you taught him to speak. <laughs> So funny. Uh, JC said, the other JC, JC saw you should have Batesy on for Florida Week and all the Spurrier off. Oh, now that oh, would shoot. be funny. Dueling Spurriers. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Oh, shoot. I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Are we shoot. talking to each other? Oh, my God. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Aunt Bunny got a mustache. J- Dad says, Aunt yeah. Bunny got a mustache. <laughs> Lillian, she fell down the stairs again. You come over here every 4th of July and you burn down my backyard. Mm. Eddie Murphy's like, I stay away from cookouts. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> Russell says, have you guys ever thought about doing a pregame podcast from the Gamecock Village and Walk? If 107.5 The Game wants to pay us $10,000 an episode, I'd gladly do it. Otherwise, I'm sitting my ass uh, on the couch <laughs> drinking beer. That's right. Or at the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'd love to do something. I mean, I'd, I'd consider doing something like that. That would be man, fun. Yeah, it would be. But it, it's yeah, just, it's just, you know, that, that would be like, like, look, I don't require a lot of compensation to do this every day during the week, but uh, to, to work on a football Saturday. <laughs> I'd have that was to have something. That from the job that I have outside of here was like, I don't work on Saturdays during football. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> Bet JC can nail a Derek Moore impersonation. I'm, you know, because Derek's a that friend of mine. Tough. Yeah, right. I've never yeah, tried to, to, to impersonate him. Uh, I love his stuff, though. There's nothing like... Family. At the end of the day, when the sun sets, it's all you have. Ultimately, that's all you need. A bunch of brothers bleeding sweat together. Bleeding sweat. Fall through summer for moments like these. Because you don't ever get them back. No, I don't know. That, that, is that okay for Derek? Yeah. Clint no, you need it. to work that. We need, yeah, just me. I'll work that a little. <laughs> yeah, work, work let's workshop that, that on. We'll, we'll workshop that on TikTok. Game Cox. I love how he says that. Game Cox, yeah. I, I love Derek to death, man. He's a super duper guy. By the way, Miami Fire, I, I don't know if you guys have been hearing me talk uh, about Josh Gaddis, who everybody thought was a rising star in coaching. Oh, yeah, like the he next made big Mich- thing. He left, and Michigan's offense got better, and they really didn't do anything but run the ball. Uh, he goes to Miami, and that was a dumpster fire. Uh, he got fired today. More yeah, so for all so. the Miami haters, they look like they might have somewhere to go this year. Because <laughs> Gaddis is gone. 
Jared says a lot on Gamecocks. Andrew Leon's Leon. says uh, it makes sense for us to go after Rashada. Why? And taught like it might be in the process. Why? 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 That's all I got to say. Why? Yeah, I mean, you I know. Mean, why? If, if they did that, I, I, I think it would be a huge mistake. I mean, you've got a great vibe going right now. You've got, you know, Shane Beamer, when he came here, he said in one of the best culture in college football. You don't bring that guy in if you're the best culture in college football. And, again, I agree with whoever said it. it's not the kid. It's not his fault that he got mixed up with this. But, nah, man, I mean, you don't bring that kid in. Uh, Lenora Sellers right now is helping you recruit other players. You've got a great vibe going with everybody. Um, the quarterback room, if you notice, there hasn't been a lot of attrition. I'm sure there will be at some point because all these guys can't stay and play. Um, you throw a guy into that mix that, yeah, I don't know. Now, let's think, let's play connect the dots. Let's play connect the dots. This quarterback's coach that Spencer Rattler has out in California. Um, is there a connection there with Rashad? Maybe there mm-hmm. is. Yeah, Maybe that's where the conversation came from. Uh, I'm not saying Andrew Leon. Uh, I think that's how you say it, right? Leon? Uh, it's probably Lion. Andrew? Andrew Leon? Look, dude, I'm not making fun of your name. My name's my name's JC Sherbert for God's sake. Right. Butcher that too, you know. Please don't take offense. I just think it's Andrew Leon. My last name's the French bastardization too, buddy. It's okay. Molina. Philippe Molina. Philippe. JC Sherbert. Philippe Molina. Andrew Leon. Pascal. Pascal Balevou. I took four years of French in high school. Uh, three French classes in college can't speak a damn lick of it. We, oui. <laughs> I, 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 I rue the day I ever oui. took French. <laughs> Lance says, "Talk about a TikTok all... hole, man! I got caught on TikTok the other day because I've got it. You know, I keep up with my daughter on it or whatever. But I was literally sure. sitting there. I sat there for five minutes watching Emerald Lagasse make a damn rue on TikTok. Why?" I, that's that's why that's why you don't do TikTok, right? Because you're just sitting there. It's this mindless distraction, and you next thing you know, you're watching Emerald Lagasse while you're drinking a beer on the back porch, making a damn root. I was like, I, I loved some of those cooking videos on Facebook, on Reels and stuff, on Instagram. Yeah. Like I saw a daggum delicious, like, uh, like uh, jambalaya pasta. There, they put a, they put heavy cream in there and some Miracle Whip and a bunch of spices that I wouldn't think of going in there. They cooked up the sausage and all that. So um, that's the deal there. Lance does say this about Lenore Sellers. Best damn quarterback from the state he's ever seen live. That's saying something. So, so again, why would why would you do that? I just, uh, yeah, look, if it's true, it's true. Come back here Monday. I'll apologize to Monsieur Leon, and um, and, and we'll go from there. And I'll give you the scoop. But I, I just, based on the conversations I've had, uh, I don't. I just don't see it happening. Oh, by the Contact. way, there's uh, 
There's a uh, there's a new video from Justin King. This is what he did. I figured that would be what it is. Uh, it's a it's a seven minute video. So oh jeez, go check it out. Um, yeah, Wayne asked. Uh, yeah, four thirty ish for today. Uh, Sir Wendell Gregory. Sir Wendell. Sir Wendell. Uh, Four star linebacker. Uh, expected to commit to South Carolina, but uh, you know you got to wait and see. Um, so it's it's good. Lance said Game Craft Football just dropped a vid. It's crazy. It's seven minutes long too. So there you go. Um, Craig says we don't need fifty eleven. We don't need fifty eleven quarterbacks. Fifty eleven. <laughs> we don't need. Um, Saunders going for the second hour. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, Saunders. Arriva yeah. Dabshi. Um, and we got to get a break. It is the top of the hour. We'll be back after this to have. We got a little more in the mailbag. Got a little more in. Um, yeah, we got Pastor's third question. Know, I think there's a couple other things question. hanging around. Some other things here we'll talk about and and go uh, go from there. Uh, this is inside the Gamecocks show. We'll be back after these messages. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That one, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! All right, Phil's uh, on his way back up. Uh, had to hustle back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, I, uh, apparently I misjudged the time that I had too. for that yeah. break. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, second hour, uh, is brought to you by no one right now, but it, we'll have right. one pretty soon. Um, but want to mention fanplants.com because I had a, a talk with them today. First of all, thank you, Gamecock Nation, because, 
apparently we've done pretty well uh with awesome. gator bowl travel and stuff like that with with fan plans um if you're going to columbia for the spring game for a baseball series what have you if you're going up to greenville to watch the women's team play if you're going to dallas for the final four which would be pretty shocked if they didn't make that um book it through fan plans you, you get to use your own rewards number get all your points uh, and a confirmation directly from the hotel plus we get a percentage on the show, and then a percentage of that goes into Carolina Rise to help the players. So uh, it's a pretty good deal. If you go on fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks, uh, use their chat thing. Their customer service people are right there. They'll walk you through it. It's easier than to navigate the website. They'll get you right what you want. Fanplans.com, uh, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks. Um, from the IAM Consulting Mailbag, Joe B., this is interesting. He says, gentlemen, hope all is well. Have y'all spoken recently about the differences between current and previous staffs when it comes to relationships with football alumni? I think uh, this staff's done a great job. Shane's really gotten after it, but, you know, Muschamp didn't do terribly with that. I think there were some people from the Spurrier era that maybe didn't come around as much. And, and Steve Spurrier did a good job of that, too. The, the last coaches that really didn't were Brad Scott and Lou Holtz. Um, and to a lesser extent, Sparky Woods as well. Because uh, they, they all kind of came in, and they were trying to blow everything up and start over and all that. But uh, Shane, Shane does a really good job with that. that that's kind of something that's right up his alley. Joe says, P.S., my question last week about the balcony was meant to provide a laugh. No harm intended. My former colleague was a neighbor of J.C.'s in Greenville. Huge Miami fan. I know exactly who you're talking about. I won't say his name. Uh, I'm still friends with him on Facebook and, and chat with him every now and then. Huge Miami fan. And, and not just the Hurricanes, Dolphins, too. He lived above me in this uh, apartment complex in Greenville. I call them condos because they're kind of like condos, but they're really apartments. Right next to Serene <laughs> Stadium. And so I move in. It was me and the guy upstairs. Uh, and I didn't hang out with him a whole lot. But I talked to him every now and then, especially about ball. And, uh, and then my neighbor David was two doors down. <laughs> Okay, so so this this complex when we moved into it, they were building it, and it was you go in the parking lot. There was this last strip of of, of condos, apartments right there on the edge, and I, and David and I moved in like at the beginning, so it was like you know maybe twenty units. Well, time passed, <laughs> and it's this massive complex, and all these kids that either went to Clemson, just got out of Clemson, young professionals, everybody who's living there is in their twenties. David and I, of course, were in our 40s. We got more noise complaints than anybody else. <laughs> we were part, we partied more than anybody else. We, we, we literally sat on the balcony with a, a, a like our, our Bluetooth speaker that looked like a uh, an, a Marshall amp from a guitar. We called it Waylon, like Waylon Jennings. We named it Waylon. Uh, blast that all night long. Uh, you know, more, more times the ladies that ran the comp and they liked us and they cut us some slack, but I always just found it amazing. We were the oldest people that lived there <laughs> and it was like that movie old school. It was like, it's like having a fraternity. We're Unbelievable. Time. <laughs> Great times. Great times in Greenville. Uh, but I had to get, you know, uh, I moved to Atlanta. It was really probably good for me to get out of, of Greenville for a while because it was, uh, but anyway, that was a lot of fun. And, and I, I know the guy you're talking about, Joe. 
Uh, definitely. He uh, lived right upstairs and a really good guy. Uh, loves Does love the Hurricanes uh, tremendously. Uh, Nana Sports chat box. Phil's Lagasse rant needs to be the suffix on any fail. We were in it at the end. The visit went well. And they were on the back porch watching a five-minute TikTok of Lagasse making a Namra. <laughs> That's true. It really is good. Yeah, Joe G says, Gregory said he's going to commit to his dream school. Oh, don't tell one of our posters that pretends to be an insider on our message board that. He said Clemson was his dream school. Hmm. Whatever. <laughs> After having to start Jason Brown, maybe Coach Beamer is like, never again bring in every quarterback we can get. Take everyone you can get your damn hands on. <laughs> we can need plenty of quarterbacks. Uh, 76, uh, Clint answered you on the Wendell Gregory announcement. Uh, Ryan says officially racked up after the Justin King video. See, I didn't have enough time to watch it. I know. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm missing out. I know. Right. Yeah. I can't do it in a break. We'd have to, and we all know how disastrous it was trying to stream it through my HP onto the show. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh, and StreamYard sends their apologies for what happened at the end of yesterday's show. That was a uh, server function or whatever. Yeah. They They sent me an email saying, yeah, we saw that uh, you got kicked out of your studio a couple times. We really do apologize for that, and we hope it will not happen again. <laughs> Dearest Phil, I'm writing <laughs> you from StreamYard headquarters here in Northern Iceland. That's I hope you're getting cheerio today. <laughs> As you know, Iceland gets pretty cold these days, and our server's froze. One of our, one of our young chaps that works for us stuck his tongue on the server and got frozen to the server. That's right. Anyway, We're known for our seismic uh, activity, and unfortunately, you have befallen one of the seismic events here. In the- <laughs> okay, whatever. Seismic activity, you say? <laughs> uh, also says this is a recap of 2021 to 22. Good video, though. Yeah, kind of like Brandon was saying earlier about the end of last year and the end of this year. Both pretty good endings for Shane Beamer. Um, yeah. I really like the way... I mean, look, let's just be honest. The reason that the ending in 2021, I think, was inconsistent was the offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, I don't know if Carolina, all things being equal, scores a ton of points against Clemson. I, I don't think they get shut out, though. Um, that game was a complete mismatch coaching-wise and, and really talent-wise, too, when you think about Clemson's defense versus Carolina's. Oh, the one that gets me in 2021 is Missouri, just like that same this year. I mean, yep. dude had no answer for Missouri at all. I mean, you know, I just, uh, you know, but, but, but hey, those days are over and it's time to drink up a cold, a nice ice cold dowel loggins. Pour yourself an ice cold dowel loggins. Pour ya loggins. Pour ya loggins, son. Sorry, <laughs> you need a loggins. <laughs> Give me a loggins. Um, so it's all that. So, yeah, so I don't know about that Rashada thing. Marion says he uh, he found Andrew Leon because he put in locked on Gamecocks, thought he would get Keith. Keith is locked on the Gamecocks. Yeah. But it wasn't. I don't like hearing Keith. Keith's very popular. The cockfather. Yeah, he is. The father of all cocks. Uh, he said Monday he was the Title IX coordinator. That was the Keith laid that out better than anybody. That's why I just <laughs> I, I just let him do it yep. because I knew he had some good details and I was just like, go ahead, I'm not going to do it. 
SC Scout says, JC, my wife is a Sherbert descendant from Campobello. There are some of my people up around Camp Bella. Yeah. Camp Bella? Them hills, Trine, North Carolina. Yeah. I am a Mullinax descendant. Interesting that the Sherberts fought on the side of the British and the Mullinaxes were patriots during the Revolutionary War. Hmm. Well, Damn Tory Sherberts. <laughs> Tory Sherberts. <laughs> Damn Tory Sherberts. Well, I'm a Tory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our asses came down from Campobello in the hills and got slaughtered at the Battle of Cowpens by Daniel Morgan. <laughs> that right. I was a I'm also a distant relation. <laughs> Phil Mullinex, related to Daniel Morgan. On my mother's side. I don't know. Yeah, through my grandmother. The Sher the actual Sherberts they're like German came over, kind of made their way down through Canada and into Alabama and then over. To South Carolina, best we can tell. Uh, now, my mom's side, like her, uh, her mom was like a Duke, like the last name was Duke, like Duke's mayonnaise, Duke University. Um, so there's some royalty in that end. I don't know, but anyway. it was like they hit the coast and just planted themselves there, right? <laughs> yeah, they just, on your mom's side. There. Yeah, it's like, well, this is good. <laughs> my, see, all right. So I'm gonna tell a story about my mom. My mom used to eat chicken wings like hardcore, like there'd be no meat on the bone. Some people do that, right? It's okay. Um, mom, mom just, that was a habit that, you know, they had back in the day. You put the chicken wing in, pull the bone out. It's like Mr. Bone Stripper, that, that the, the murderous roller coaster from this movie called Nothing But Trouble. But anyway. Um, yes. So my mom's last name was Ammons. And my dad used to like kind of make fun of her and say she was a Cajun and Ammons. Because <laughs> she said, you eat chicken wings like a Cajun. I don't know. I, I know that ch Cajuns ate chicken wings a certain way. Ammons. Ammons. Yeah. Hoo -hoo. Mom was like, shut up. Leave me alone. It's always better, JC, like, when you take it to the bone. <laughs> Yeah. Don't tell your mama to give me a call. I'll show her how to eat chicken wings in a proper Cajun manner right here. And we'll also grill up an alligator uh, and go tigers in the summer. All right, thanks. I'll watch a five-minute video on uh, how to make a roux from Emerald Lagasse. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a gumbo. <laughs> Uh, James says, I don't know about wings with cages, but they will polish a crawfish shell. Yes. <laughs> um, Jared has two interesting things to say. He says, do you think it would be cool if football did the conference challenges like that basketball does? Like SEC Big Ten or Big 12 SEC? Yeah, now, now in basketball, they're, 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 they're changing it. There's going to be an SEC ACC basketball challenge. Which I think is cool. Yeah, that is neat. Um, would, would I like to see the SEC? A big, you see, here's like here's my here's what I think. If people were smarter about all this stuff, uh, in, instead of having you know a one big sixteen team conference, and oh, you finish in the top two, you go to the playoff. Well, that's not really a playoff, right? I'd like to see semis. What you could do, Jared, is. So you've got one through 16 in the Big Ten, one through 16 in the SEC. Okay, well, the top four in each league are in the Big Ten semis, 
and the SEC semis, right? But then five through 16 cross over and you play a non-conference game on semifinal Saturday. That would get a lot of like a like a like a mini bowl game almost, uh, and 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 it could be a, it could be the SEC Big Ten Challenge, and that that could potentially with you with a twelve team playoff have a lot of juicy playoff implications, mm-hmm. you know, because you'd be looking at like well you know Iowa playing Florida or some South Carolina if they were good playing Nebraska. Uh, yeah, well, for an eleven seed. Good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for for an eleven seed or something. I mean, it would it would actually be pretty good, and then. You know, you'd have that bitter Vanderbilt Northwestern rivalry that takes place every year. We're smarter than you, Bog. So, you know, no, I I would love to see some creativity with that, even if it was like in the conference. You know, have 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 SEC semis. You know, have four pods or four divisions of four have winners and go play. Uh, cause I, and I don't know, you know, I feel a little bit better about where the Gamecocks would stand in a 16 team league because they did finish tied for, they finished tied for fifth in a 14 team league this year. Uh, so a lot of it's going to depend on who you've got. I don't know, uh, with, with your rotating opponents. Uh, cause if they go, even if, regardless of what, if it's three permanent or one permanent, you're going to flip either six or seven teams every year. In other words, so if you're nine games, you got three you play every year, and then you got six, and then the other six, and then the other six, and the other six. So you play everybody within four years. That's the idea. Uh, if it's one permanent opponent, you got seven. You flip literally seven every year. You know, so some years that seven is going to be really, really difficult. Some years that seven is not. You're going to be pretty fortunate to get there, because um, it's just kind of the luck of the draw. Now it's going to take something like where. You know, a few years ago, LSU, Florida, Auburn. Well, yeah, last year, 2021. LSU, Florida, and Auburn were all 6-6. Six and six. You know, that's probably not going to happen every year. But in that type of year, if you, if you look at it and you have, you know, Georgia, two kind of peer teams as your permanent opponent, and you have a down LSU, a down Auburn, uh, a down Florida – and then you play like Arkansas and, and, and Ole Miss or Arkansas and A&M and A&M is not that good, you know, and then you like Alabama's the other, you know, or Alabama has to play like a murderer's row of good teams. You know, that's going to make a difference. So it's going to largely depend on who you draw. Uh, I do think this, I think we could all worry about scheduling. Uh, and, and believe me, I, I think a lot about it because I do think it's important, but the important thing is just, Make your program as good as it can be. Go recruit, develop good players, have good coaches. Go out there and battle. You know, sometimes yeah. it's going to work in this league. Sometimes it's not. Uh, but I think that if you take care of your own business, good things usually happen. Yeah, we're um, fortunate enough in this league, too. If you can compete here, you can compete with the best of anybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think with the 12-team playoff, there, there's going to probably be three – four teams from the SEC in every year. Just depending. I mean, I still think you're going to have to get to 10 and two overall, you know, sometimes nine and three, if it's a solid nine and three and everybody else is nine and three, but 10 and two is going to have to be what you get. But game guys finished 10 and two, what three years in a row in the regular season. Yeah, it's not so unheard it, of. It, it can be done. <laughs> it can be um, 
All right. So John's got some video cliff notes for us. Uh, Adam's got a comment about the defense. We're going to come back to that. We've got Gamecock Pastor's last question. Uh, we're going to take a, is it time for a break? Time for a break, right, Phil? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, right on the money. Yeah, we got one or two. A Gamecock basketball plays at Georgia this weekend. They've won 12 straight. I have a feeling the streak is going to end, Phil. That's right. I'm not very confident that it will continue. Georgia's not what uh, three and four in the conference, and we're uh, yeah, they got off to a good start too. They're pretty good. Yeah, one and six. Yeah, it's probably not going to be pretty. Anyway, yeah. uh, just got an email from the being football next. Hmm, I am did not know that. All right, we'll be back after these messages. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth! Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support Inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with fan plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. John Barber and his team be happy to field your questions, set up an appointment to talk to you, and no obligation at 803-446-4662, or shoot them an email at johnb at expressunrooms.com. And let's see, I was almost going to say the second hour of the show was brought to you by, and we'll unveil that next week, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Gamecock Pastor, listen, back in the I Help Consulting mailbag, we'll hit question number three. So rank the current QBs on the roster. All right. So I like what? Rattler, Doty, one, two. Rattler, Doty. All right. So are we including Joiner or not? <laughs> All right. I'm going to go around. I'm going to not include Joiner. Joiner would probably be third. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think it would just kind of depend on the situation and, and exactly what. Dowell Loggins wants to do an offense as to whether or not it would be Joiner. Um, but Joiner Joiner and Bailey would be third. So it'd be three would be Rattler, Doty. Yeah, I'd Bailey. say Bailey. Yeah. I'd probably go uh Gauthier next. 
um, Braden Davis. Davis, uh, yeah. And, Davis. and th those are the scholarship guys. So one, so Davis would be fifth. Uh, now Sellers is in, so I guess Sellers is on the roster. So with Sellers, I'd put him fourth behind Tanner Bailey at this point, ahead of Braden Davis and Colton Gothy. And people are going to say, well, I thought Braden Davis had a pretty good spring game last year. He did. He's just he's got a little ways to go um, with uh, not not the passing part. I guess people are like trashing his arm and stuff. The mental part of the game. He, he's got to he's got to mature and get to, and develop and stuff. But that, that's the way I would see it right now. Um, so there you go. Uh, okay, recap. John said, Cliff Notes, two-year recap looking into year three. We'll make you pray tomorrow was opening weekend for sure. So well done. Mm. I'm glad it's not because i got a lot of plan for that opening weekend in Charlotte, including <laughs> possibly a, uh, a get-together with all you fine people. So that and Carolina Rise and the Big Spur and all that right there at Bank of America. Um, and the good thing about that game is we'll have time to plan because they're going to announce that kickoff way before, way before. So we'll have time mm. to plan. So you don't get hit with like, oh, I'm playing at this big tailgate. And like, oh, guess what? It's a noon kickoff today. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, okay, Friday have night. To, have, to <laughs> have to kill it there. Um, but, yeah, so I hope we answered your question there. Uh, Gamecock pastor uh, on all that. All right, so uh, our guy, uh, Brandon, was talking about Clemson. <laughs> and this is funny. Because uh, it's funny Brandon came on because I wrote this down earlier. Um, you know, and uh, this uh, this comes from TigerNet. And before any of you think I'm trashing TigerNet, I'm not. I uh, mad respect for, like, David Hood and their writers and all that. But their message board is just like any message board, man. It, it, sometimes the loons come out so so th th they're talking about blake franks and blake franks talking about the culture and the the family atmosphere at carolina and all that and so this guy uh, all orange all the time 52 he's got a good looking picture of his dog there i respect that he's like this is actually nothing to laugh about because this means that Beamer has put a lot of time into covering up the flaws that Coot U has lived a lifetime creating a lifetime. Lifetime. Love of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that isn't even funny in my opinion. Somebody needs to show these kids' family the actions of that fan base on game day with the throwing of batteries. 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 Liquor bottles and anything else that can harm another person. Actually, clown show, it was a water bottle and it was a stimulus. That was unfortunate and that shouldn't have happened. Right. Batteries? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd be throwing batteries? You want to get into some of the, 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 the verbal verbiage that's been thrown at from the stands at Clemson? We'll do that. Mm -hmm. Batteries, liquor bottles. And explain how there's nothing family-oriented about those types of actions. Good God. <laughs> you suck is no more of a family-oriented school than Russia or Iran is to their average citizens. And if he feels they are, that can only mean that Beamer and his coaches has their family-oriented scam down to being about perfect. <laughs> being about perfect. 
perfect. What a way to end it. Let, 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 let me explain something to you, Scooter. Um, <laughs> all that crap worked. That that bullshit Nike. Uh, yeah, I guess right. It's shit. Hell's so shit worked back in the day when Lou Holtz was at South Carolina and uh, Tommy Bowden was, you know, having baptisms and stuff, and they played that up tremendously. Clemson played up, I mean, and it worked uh, for certain kids. You know, uh, Carolina had a litany of off-field arrests and stuff like that, and it was. Uh, you could you could paint that picture. You know, Carolina at the time also lagged behind an academic facility. That was they they used that, and you know, Clemson would make a nice case as to say, well, you know, this Clemson's where the good kids go, and Carolina's the party school that they don't care about you graduating or anything like that. And well, gosh, that was like what twenty years ago. <laughs> I mean. Yep. They're literally, <laughs> let me just explain this to everybody. There literally is no difference between the spirituality of your average Clemson fan and spirituality of your average Carolina fan. Okay. The difference is this. They love to, to promote that and act like their fandom has anything to do with Jesus at all. At all. It doesn't. Right. There are just as many good, fine Christian people that pull for South Carolina as there are for Clemson. There are just as many good, fine Christian, upstanding young men and women that go to Clemson as go to South Carolina. There's just as many pieces of dog crap that pull for Clemson as pull for South Carolina. We're all the same people. It's a tiny state. So, so to be a genius, to if you're, if you're smart enough to believe this, right? I mean, if you're dumb enough to believe this, you have to think in a state with 4 million people that there's a distinct difference between a fan base, like college football fan bases, as far as their personalities, their religious activities, their uh, propensity for violence, their, uh, their, their criminal behavior, uh, you know, and all that. And there's not. There's not a damn lick of difference between Clemson fans and South Carolina fans on a personal level, in my opinion, except South Carolina fans tend to be a little smarter. Maybe not even that. I'm just going to let that sit. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. Just I mean, that. back in the back when I grew up in the 80s, definitely, there was definitely a difference, you know, the orange overalls and all that. But look, man, don't, don't, you know, and look, this is, this is somebody on a message board that's obviously out of control. But you also have the lady from Clemson that, that when Brent Venables left for a dream job, I mean, Oklahoma's a top five job. He, she, she said his relationship with the Lord wasn't right because he was leaving Clemson. Both of those posts made it to, to message board geniuses, by the way. So I thought I'd bring that up. I'm like, wow, you know, batteries. Phil, let's go get some batteries and chuck them batteries. at Clemson fans. <laughs> I brought a handful of double A's to the game just in case things get sideways. I've got them square ones that you put in the remote control. Oh, man, that's good if you hit somebody in the mouth or to shock them. <laughs> hey, I I will say this. I bet it's kind of probably going to be ugly of me, but uh, I bet more Clemson fans stuck their tongue in the transistor batteries than Carolina fans when they were kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course, I did that. I mean, I'll admit. I, I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, I've done that too. Everybody's done that. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> Guy sounds like Foghorn Leghorn from Looney Tunes. Uh, I'm the late stone. So, what happened to the preferred walk-on quarterback out of Arizona? I don't know. If, now, if, I've heard different things about like him being in the portal or not, but I, I don't know if he is or not. His dad likes us. Now, if he's still on the roster, uh, gosh, I hope I'm not like spoiling anything or anything. If he's, I would put him um, probably behind Bailey and ahead of Sellers, ahead of uh, some of these other guys. You know, Brian says bunch of Tiva wearing ultimate frisbee playing homeschool granola eating twig munchers. <laughs> ultimate frisbee, man. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, seventy six. I thought he went in the portal, but I'm not. I'm just not hundred percent sure because his name is like Jaden Daniels. There's like a million guys with yeah. that name, like Jalen, Jalen, Daniels, and so it's crazy. Jeff says 2023's Rattlers year with a new OC. I'll say this: uh, talking to some people about Dowell Loggins, they've been very impressed, very fired up about what they're going to do on offense next year. I think at the very least, guys. You're not gonna ha- you're not gonna have a situation where the offensive coordinator, uh, because of how not not what he's doing but how he's doing it, is holding you back, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think it was never really what what the plays Sat was putting in. I think we all saw down the stretch once you kind of put some guardrails on him. Number one, he's a pretty good play caller, not great, but pretty good, competent at least. You know, players went out there and made plays. Um, he had some good good calls and then some risky calls that were bad. But uh, you give me good and good most of the time, and then risky some of the time, I'll live with it. Don't give me the owl shite offense. Well, they got the 